0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever, and with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Just be sitting there, Jack. Pepsi.
2: I'm there for the pack out. You just got to pack me in committed to the bow early on like i loved
0: getting close and
2: putting up you cover a range of stuff on here too right like
0: we call this the uh the thp world headquarters you know my grandpa roy weatherby i came into like that golden little pocket where there was like four or five different bowls just you're canadian we're doing a canadian podcast my name's Douglas
1: dublin i'm robbie denning i heard something there you you heard that right yeah 100 percent Okay, so we're just gonna trust that
2: this week. Or do you wanna try it for like 30 seconds or something?
1: No, well that's what happened last time. And it oh okay. We're just gonna trust it and we're just gonna let it roll. So for the listeners who are listening, we're rolling. This is uh, I think this is the third or fourth attempt at getting a podcast out to you guys in the last month. It's not that we haven't been doing them. One of us has uh, an issue with electronics. We're just going to leave it at that. Anyway, so for the regular listeners. I think we should dig into that a little more. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're hopeful that this is going to get out here. Yeah, crossing fingers.
2: Yeah. And we've talked about different stuff every single time too. We're not
1: even doing it on repeat. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know it's tough. Um, because there is a couple things that I want to go over that we've already talked about, so we're gonna have to yeah. hit them again. Um, so it is what it is, uh, yeah. Sorry, but turn uh, phone off. yeah, turn that shit off, yeah. I know you, you get freaking uh, ding 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 ding, yeah, you're, you're gonna get hit up hard here, yeah.
2: So, what's new? Oh, well, dude, I was, uh, just playing with my bow tonight. Um, just, uh, playing around with the super, super, super short shots. One yard, uh, I stopped at six yards, doing lots of tinkering, just figuring out hopped on the back of my truck threw my target down. So I checked the differences, you know, in shooting between elevated on top of your truck and shooting flat at close and just, uh, I haven't done enough practice with it. I figure there's going to be some tricky shit at the nationals that could be something
1: like that. So, so I'll explain this, explain this, what you sent to me here. You said one yard dash 78.5. So what I did is, is that one yard, at, two seventy eight and a half and a half yards? No, that's one yard. That's my one yard
2: shot. Yeah. I have it at my 78.5 mark on my spot hog. Okay. That's dead center. Two yards is 61 yards or my 60 yard one pin. I I didn't do, I missed three yards tonight. So I was tired. So I jumped to four yards and that's 41. So what I'm trying to do here is there's always a crossover when you're, when you're doing your short ranges up to your 20 yard mark, because there's a certain point where it's just easier to hold your 20 yard pin, just a hair low like on a 19 yard shot or something like that. If you can't dial it back. So the trick is when you get in super close, you're not at 20 yards. You're jacking that thing way up.
1: Yeah. If you want to be precise for sure. If you want to be precise and I have to be precise. Yeah. What I want to do. So that's what you're testing up to the 20 yards, I guess, sub 20 yards. That's right. For the 3D national shoot coming up in August, August long. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see,
2: well, we've had them before. We've we've definitely had those super short shots at uh, at the Bighorn too. Yeah. But, uh,
1: I'm trying to think and remember the shortest shot. I think it was like nine yards or something.
2: Nine yards. I thought we had one at five
1: or six. Didn't we have a, did we have a turkey out last year? No, that was, that was over the tree. Remember it was, it was over that stump. I had to shoot over that stump. Okay. The year before we had that turkey at like. We had it
2: short enough so the guys with the long stabilizers <laughs> had to lean all the way back because their stabilizers were touching the, the target. Oh, yeah. We did that on purpose. One, it gets you thinking because you're like, oh, this is a gimme. So for people with a recurve and all, you know, like bare bow, they've actually yeah. got the advantage oh, yeah, if you sure. haven't practiced this shot because you think it's easy, but it's not because your arrow is getting launched upwards just like a gun. Your, your yeah. trajectory is 100% different than what you think it is at that
1: close. I think you had, I think there was three sub 20 yards because I remember those were the ones why it got the X's on him. Nobody else did. I'm going to tell you,
2: I I haven't been, I know the guys have the course. They don't have it. They've walked it. They know what targets are going to go where, like they've got it all written down. So everybody's, this is for the three. This is for the big horn. This is is for the big horn this upcoming weekend. So I haven't seen it yet. Um, But I, I'll guarantee you there's going to be some sub, 10 and under I'm not yeah. saying
1: a lot but there'll be a couple just just to mess with a person that's all yeah what's yeah. the longest poke same thing 70 something yards or was it 90 yards uh, yeah, I, no I got a no. terrible memory that one there I think
2: I think I set it out by accident a little farther than I was supposed to I think it was the high 70s we were trying to keep it down in the low 70s it's right. just it's one of those shots that and we change it up to like you know we we I'm not, I'm not going to actually tell you what, what we're doing to it. There's going to be an extra little bonus thing on there too, but we're going to turn some targets too. So even though they might be a similar distance, you know, turning them a quarter turn or an eighth of a uh-huh. turn, man, that messes you right up for, for what you actually have to shoot at. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we, we will have that long, long shot. I'm sure it'll be in the seventies and, uh, and we're, we're going to do a fun shot too out in the big field there at the end of Saturday night yeah and uh we're we're going to be launching that one there. We're going to have some fun on that. We'll video that one. Yeah, cool. We'll put that one on Instagram. And
1: we're what 45 targets? Three yes. three courses, 45 three targets. Courses,
2: 15 15 targets per course. Um and it it gets so your your A course it's stretched out. It's not as short as it was last year and the year before. It's it's a, a lot longer, longer now. It's still the easiest course, but there's some pretty cool shots that you're going to see there. Um, right. Really cool shots. And then as you get into B course, that's when you're going to start getting into uh, the longer shots. That's where we stretch. We have the room to really stretch it out and let people kind of, you know, let loose and have some fun. Um, And then C course is the extreme course. I have no idea what Tim's got in store for that one. Yeah. Extreme
1: mosquito course. Extreme mosquito course. So, yeah. saying that, bring your thermostat, yeah. Hey, man, that's a good segue into that. <laughs> oh, man, dude, wow, yeah. It, uh, mm. you done this before, uh, maybe once or twice. I had that planned out. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty, yeah. Thermostat, yeah. Let's talk about that, and then uh, that'll bring us right into bear hunting because yeah. bear hunting is over. Um, but yeah, that thermostat, man, you got to have one of those, yeah. It's
2: uh, I was a little hesitant my first year. Somebody had told me about it and I was like, all right, well, it's worth a try because, you know, it's hard to sit still when you got a bloody swarm of mosquitoes eating you alive yeah. the first two weeks of September. That's, and that's on the hunting aspect. Um, you know, if you're doing any sort of 3D shooting, you know, throughout the spring and summer, you're going to be running into mosquitoes for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, we had those, Ashley and I were using, well, I had one on the bear hunt that we did um, at the beginning of the month. And man, that thing is like a force, just it's just oh. sits this like force field around you. Like actually, man, he was like rubbing up on me. I was like, dude, get off me. Come on. But he was just trying to get in the he's trying to get in the, he was he was invading my bubble, trying to get in the cell bubble. He you wanted your zone. No, no. Um, but yeah, those things were good. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that, or we're not
2: saying that you're not gonna get a mosquito on you, but literally you can see a
1: swarm on the outside like there's a force field there. And yeah, they're nice few. and they just clip on. Like, I, I wear them everywhere. Like, the last so, uh, what are we Tuesday here? So, it was last Wednesday I got out for the last, um, not the last day of bear hunting, but my last day of bear hunting, which was, um, unsuccessful. I mean, I did have a bear, so I had a bear. I snuck into a bear, was laying down. I, I glassed him up, snuck into him at 30 yards, drew back. And waited, waited, and then I let down. And then he turned on me, and then I kind of drew back again. And then he stood up, and then I had my pin right on him, and I just drew down. I just couldn't do it. It's just Why? too small. Okay. Just too small. And, and like I, I, when you and I were talking, man, like I just you know, I still have meat in the freezer and I just don't want to shoot a bear just to shoot a bear. That's, you know what now. I mean? I yeah. like, yeah. I mean, he's just a little too, so he's probably maybe like a f- six, five or six year old bear, you yeah. know, just, yeah, he's nice color, really nice color, like dark, light Brown mix. And, you know, he's going to be a good bear in a couple of years, but I figured, yeah, I mean, I could have easily taken him out a few times, but, uh, yeah, that thing, I snuck right up in behind him, watched him the whole time. He didn't even move. Really? And then I drew back. And then, yeah, he, he must have felt me there because I was sitting at full draw and he kind of put his head up. And then I drew down and then that's when he heard me draw down and he jumped up. Oh. And then I drew back again. And I I just drew down again. So did you spot him from a cut block or just an opening? Like, how would you end up finding him? Like I was you... working a hillside just glassing the other hill. And I spotted him down below me. Oh, just okay. sitting behind a log, laying down. Looks like maybe he was eating some grass or something. But he was just chilling. It was about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, 4.30 in the afternoon. Time. Yeah. So he was like, he was probably just getting, it was just shaded down there. So I think he was just hiding out in the shade. Gotcha. So, but, um, yeah, so that's it, I guess till August, I do have permission August 1st to go hunt some bears. It's a private property. I'm not yeah. too worried about, like I said, I mean, I've shot, shot a lot of bears. So, um, I'm actually going out with muck in August to go out there and sleep, plug up a few bears. So that'll be fun. That's going to be spot and stock though. Not over bait. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah so what happens is the farmers have a hell of a time with these bears invading their canola fields. So we're going to go play a little game of cat and mouse.
2: That's good. Yeah. I suppose in a spot like that, they don't want to bait barrel. Cause then you're just asking for bears to come into the area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Interesting. That by that time you're trying to get rid of them. So
2: that'll be fun. Well, that'll be really cool. Yeah. They got some nice big bears out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, your 3D shoot, you're gonna be sh- your nationals. Yeah. You're using the. How do you like those? Um, I like those arrows, the gold tip. So far, I'm liking
2: them for 3D and target. Um, I've got them dialed in pretty good with the four fletch, with the blazer veins and and I got I'm running 125 heads on them. Uh, I had to stick some BBs and the hell I think a BB and a shot or something else to get the weight to kind of match my nocturnals for hunting. Just so as I get it tuned in, everything's flying, you know, pretty damn close, right? Um, Man, I don't know. I mean, I, I, my last three shots last night Um, picture I sent you there. I stacked my last, actually my second last shots are at 60 and I, took the fletchings off two of my arrows. So three left. And I was like, well, I'll go back as far as I can. And 82 yards, stacked them within two and a half inches. So I can't complain about how they're flying,
1: man. I, I like them. I'm not loving them. No. So is that the farthest you can go back on your spot hog before just, your fletchings no. clear your house No, that's just in the one place that I shoot. It's the
2: safest place where I can oh, see okay. people coming in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes um, sense. That's a place I can go to every night where, you know, yeah. out of the range and stuff, I can stretch it out farther, but I just, I haven't got there yet.
1: Yeah. I'm not loving it. I, I put them on, so I'm going to bring them up. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll shoot them. Uh, I'm hoping I get a sight tape to put on that thing. I, I had to order, I had to order more sight tapes for my spot hog. What, uh, what number were you? I was number, man, I can't remember. I think 17. Shit. Cause that's when I just put on my bow. Last night, but I don't even, yeah. And like, I, I haven't had the, the setup tape. Okay. For, but I mean, I can, you could figure it out without the setup tape. You just get the number you're close to and just, I mean, you can work it from there. You just yeah. basically, if you take, if you're working with the site tape that you're on, go back, shoot at 60, whatever it says, go find that right tape that coordinates with 60, like just line it up on your, that's kind of what I did. We Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was down at like 61 and a half or something like that
2: yeah and then I just kept matching tapes so that that 60 lined right up with yeah with the other 60. yeah and so hopefully I, actually, I did find another
1: calibration tape. So I do have it if you want it oh dear when yeah, you that's out, what yeah, I, well I, I need all the tapes because I don't have a bunch I, of tapes I know I've got all of them but
2: I've got an 18 as well um but the 17s on mine I got anything below that. But the 20 I already used because that's where I was, was up there. And I just, I guess my bowl breaking in or or I just got more and more precise and then figured
1: that I had the wrong tape on. There's not a lot of difference in those tapes. If it doesn't work, I'm just going to grab, if I don't get it before I go, I'm just going to grab some white marking tape, like just some white okay, um, scotch tape or masking tape, I guess it is. The
2: thing, if you want to, you can use that number 18 because it's not going to be, I'm not going to use it.
1: Yeah. Well, no, uh, mine's going to be, yeah. Mine's going to be heavier because I'm running a 150 up front. So I don't okay. know, but if, if it, if it's uh push comes to shove, I'll just throw a piece of uh, masking tape on there and I'll just okay. mark 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Yeah. And then I'll just figure out in between. I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. rocket well, science. I'll, I'll bring whatever I have and if it works, use it.
2: If yeah. you don't get it. And uh, if not, you know, whatever, we'll figure yeah. it out. But anyway, all, yeah, I'm not. All I'm, I'm not hearing everybody. Us. I'm all I'm hearing is excuses.
1: Yeah, just excuses. I don't have excuses. I'm rolling with or without it, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, like what else we got going on here? The, the, the...
2: Well, this is my two main focuses. This was this was a big practice thing. Um uh, I was telling you one of the other podcasts that didn't record. Uh, a buddy of mine was a certified coach. Dude knows his shit. So I went over to his place a couple nights ago and he just wanted to look at a couple things just with my form and stuff and just, mm-hmm. just kind of tweak stuff. There wasn't much that he, that he wanted to work with. Um, one thing was every, it was kind of good cause I shot on a bit of a hill, which was nice. And then he noticed all but one of my shots, my hips were good, but he's like, I can see you're kind of shifting your hips like forward and stuff. Oh, yeah. instead of being in the middle so he's like try to that was one thing is to focus on that and he showed me a little way to kind of do it you could get like uh, a couple tubes and stick them in your back pockets like if you're wearing jeans or something like that oh yeah and then as you stand and you draw back if you're off and you're moving your hips you can feel the pressure of those tubes kind of hitting your shoulders you know like when i'll be oh, yeah, digging in a idea. little bit yeah and it should be kind of equal and that'll just and it's just kind of like repetition. Obviously, you don't need it all the time, but yeah. it helps you take that out. And when I started paying attention to that in the last couple of nights, there was the odd timers that got smooth, smooth, and then be like, "Oh yeah, I do feel myself kind of out of position just a little bit," and then I'd stop and just kind of correct myself. Uh-huh. And that's that was awesome. And then the other thing was just focusing and creating a shot process. You know, it sounds simple and repetitive, but It's one of those things that, especially when you go into a high pressure situation, I don't care if it's hunting and it's your once in a lifetime shot. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's at a 3D shoot. Do the exact same thing all the time, irregardless. So whether it's you range first, you set your dial, and then you put your arrow in or whatever. Everything should be
1: the same all the time because you can forget so easily. Yeah, that's where it comes into. Remember we were talking about in January, resetting. Yes. Going through your shot process and just like because you don't get to shoot as much throughout the winter and like you get lazy, you miss little things and like going back and just resetting your shot process helps throughout the or it helps throughout the year. Just get everything back into tune and shot process is. Yeah, it's Uh, it's just one of those things. It's just like, yeah, it's I think. The best way to do it, like to get a shot process, like a consistent shot process and make part of your shooting is to just not worry about anything else down 10 feet from the target and just cycle, 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 cycle. But like, though, that's what like the winter time is the best time to do it because like, even if you have a garage and it's 20 feet across, that's good enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're just doing the shooting processes. Just hit the target. Just
2: don't miss the target. That's all. But it's just the the shot process itself, and you, and you got to think that at those elite levels with those archers and stuff, it it it's not equipment that's going to wreck them. They got they know how to set it all up, or they have people setting it up for them. Um, they all know how to shoot. They're all unbelievable shooters. It's mental mistakes.
1: Yeah. It's well, and mistakes. if you shoot every day, and you make sure you're like that's all part of your process. And it just becomes second nature so yeah. it, it's just yeah, yeah it's so uh sure. i f- i find it's when they take those when you take those breaks those times off like oh i, I didn't get to shoot this week or like in the, i find the biggest thing is going through the hunting season because yeah you can shoot every day you're not hunting but when you're hunting you're not really shooting a lot of arrows i mean hopefully you're shooting an arrow too but realistically if you're on a five-day hunt. And you're in the backcountry. You're typically not bringing a target with you. Depending on what type of camp you have set up, I mean, if you have a, you know, if you're in September, you're hunting in the morning and the after, in late afternoon, then yeah, you got the middle of the day, you can fling some arrows. But if you're backpacking, yeah, it's not throw, you, you're not throwing a, not throwing a Reinhardt on your back and carrying that extra weight up there with you. <laughs> Where our moose hunt is um, with the trailers and stuff, I did
2: it last year too and I'll be doing it again as I'll be bringing my target out just to get a few reps. And like, if I get back to camp, just to chuck a couple arrows. Yeah. That first arrow has to be your best arrow yeah. of every day, any day,
1: cold, any cold time. shooting, cold has to well, be. Well, Mr. Venture. Segway, that's a good re- way to get into the lehs since you brought up moose because one of us lucky bastards got a, a draw, that's right. A moose draw. And it sure the hell wasn't me. That's right. I am. I feel like stoked. you were just hunting moose last year. I don't it know was. why.
2: Well, you know that lucky wife of mine got hers, and my hunting partner got his. So I was out guiding them and watching them have all the fun. And it's uh, on this year then. Oh yeah, and let me tell you, I wasn't joking. So about that was the like a, a
1: pretty much like just scouting. You just spent last year scouting, so
2: pretty much, yeah.
1: Well, so you and, should have a dial down. You should be like, I expect a call September. Like, when does it open? Well, September 1st, it
2: opens, but I'll be going for elk in the beginning. And I'll be going for moose. I've got two weeks off right in the middle of the rut. So third week, I think it's like the third week of September. Last week is September, first week of October. Right. And don't get me wrong, I'll probably go out before then. And I got some other areas I can check out closer. But I'm going to spend my first week elk hunting in bow season because it's any bow. And that's my only chance to do it, really. So... But we'll see. I've already started the trash talking with my wife. It's my turn
1: now. Is she going to put in the same hours that you put into her LEH? Absolutely not. <laughs> if she offered, would you even take it? Absolutely not.
2: She's bossy. <laughs> She'll tell me I can't take my afternoon naps ever because that's when we shot her a moose. It was when I wanted to take a nap because I'd been out for nine oh. or ten days straight and I was tired and I just wanted an hour snooze. And of course that's when we shot her damn boots well just there like, you go man i know there's never I know. there's
1: never a right time to take a nap when you're hunting unless it's no, no shooting hours yeah uh, that's pretty much what
2: i'm hearing but yeah it's uh i don't know i'm already measuring up the wall i told her we'll just move her euro mount down on the wall
1: yeah because i can fit a bigger well why don't you go. fit it in between yours well i like so, that. like in between the spread of yours so you just put it in there yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm yeah. sure she'll be happy about that. Thrilled. <laughs> Saying that, I can trash. Would up you ever all do it? Would you ever do a, a shoulder mount with it? We don't the have mousse? the. We don't have the right space in our. What house. about the right behind where I'm looking at you right now? You could
2: have it right there, no, looking. Down it's not tall you. enough. We wouldn't be able to get anything here. That's Damn. a short wall. I know.
1: We're, I never we're... really ever liked the shoulder mount moose, but for They're in the last so like big. the last like year and a half. I've just been totally digging it. Well, that's the problem. So, like, with my elk, like, there's only, like, two or three places it could go in my house. And there's already, in the one spot, there's already a caribou jammed in there. And it's pretty damn big, too. So, it's like, well, I don't know if we could, like, can maybe yeah. move that and put that there. But, like, yeah, it's tough.
2: It's... And it's just the length of the necks and everything, I think is the big thing. Like, it's not just how big they are tall wise, it's how far out they stick. Yeah. Well, they're like Yeah. You,
1: if you get a big one, like, fuck crap, uh, 60, 70 inches across. Oh, man. Like, I, I don't think we have to, any,
2: we don't, I don't, I don't think I've heard of any 60 inches across here, but I have heard of some 50s in our area yeah. in the past. So the chances there. Um, don't Amen. get me wrong. The first, the first moose that walks out are dropping, because I'm a meat hunter. Even a spike? Well, I'll let my partner shoot that. It's legal for him. That's general tag. Is it open then? Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? April 1st, same thing. April 1st. Sorry, September, September 1st. 1st. September oh, 1st, all the way till October 14th with a bow. Open. Open season for spike fork, and then it switches to rifle on the 15th. But there's only two weeks of rifle general open for Spike Fork, and that's to that whatever that was, the 15th of October to the 31st. Oh yeah. But if you have the LEH, you can still hunt to the 15th of November. So it's a pretty big season. But when yeah. you get into those later times, man, those bulls are not anywhere near the bottom. They are no. at the tops of the bloody mountains and Man, what I got to deal with out here, good luck getting up there. Like, it's
1: crazy what they're up in. Yeah. Well, it, that's, a, yeah, it's all elevation with moose. Yeah. Depending on what time of year you're hunting them, unless it's a rut, but yeah. yeah, you'll get one. It'll be fun.
2: I hope so. Yeah. It's, yeah. So everything, everything I do, every 3D shoot, I don't care what I'm shooting, I'm picturing a moose. Like, every uh, situation, it's all mental prep for this, you know, one shot. I shouldn't have got this draw. I got it six years ago and it should be a once in a lifetime. What's the draw odds on that? Uh I'd say one in one in twenty or something like that, but I know so many people it's not got horrible. It. Yeah. Not horrible, but most people like I know you lots of people have got that it, are in their yeah. twenty years, twenty, thirty years, and they've never got it.
1: Uh that's that's you know what I mean? It's awful.
2: like I'll take it, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Have I don't it. even
1: want to get in that conversation of their stupid LEH because I don't know. Same with my goat draw. Like, I don't know why. There's no reason I shouldn't have gotten a goat this year. Like, I haven't got it just for the draws. Yeah. It's like it should be, it should be like every second year you're getting it. And I haven't gotten it since I think, 2019 or something.
2: I actually forgot to cl- click the checkout on my goat tag for the LEH. Solid. Um, because usually we get it every other year here. Yeah. And I was looking at just before the draws came out, I was looking at my file and I was like, where's my goat? I know I filled it out, but I didn't hit checkout. <laughs> but it's a good,
1: good thing anyway, because I'm not, I'm not, going know, I wouldn't even have had yeah. time for it. I wouldn't have cared. It's yeah, not... the only thing worse than getting, not getting a draw is getting a draw and not being able to go. Yeah. And with that one, there's like, else. I say, it's every couple of years you get it. It's,
2: it's whatever. And for me, I'm not, I'm not scaling mountains. I'm terrified. Of, I'm terrified of cliffs and falling. I don't mind climbing to the tops <laughs> of a mountain, but like I, I'll prefer later on in the season and having them come down. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that repelling. If I got to repel yeah, to that, an animal, I yeah. can stay up there. Yeah. Yeah. I get
1: that. I hear you, man. Um, I've done it. I don't like doing it. There's a lot I used to do that I just would rather not do now. I mean, there's just better ways of doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, You there might be a bigger deer up there, but I can guarantee you there's a deer right down here yeah. that I can get. Yeah, and he's still pretty big. But That's it's taken worth. me a lot of years to realize that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I was actually just this last weekend, I was finally able to get out and do some hiking to look for some deer and some some new elk. Like it's a plan B, C, D kind of area. Yeah. Just in case a couple other areas. Yeah. It looks pretty solid where you're, you're sending those pics there. Yeah. So good mule deer. I didn't find any elk sign. I know they're there, but they're just in a slightly different area. But I was. One token knowing I have the moose draw, I'm I'm kinda I am looking for elk, but I'm looking for that mule deer spot too, or a second or third spot for mule deer because that's what I'll be hunting when I'm done with my moose. Right. Guaranteed. You know what I mean? Like elk season's done on the 20th. Hopefully I get one in the first couple of days. Yeah. But I'm kind of prepping for after moose season as well. So yeah. But I'm gonna push a little farther into where I showed you those pictures and just get into some, some pockets of, uh, uh, thicker, thicker timber. And, uh, it's kind of, it's West facing Southwest facing. So it, it gets mm-hmm. cooked up on that side. So I'm going to try to find some cooler areas and try to, I'm assuming I can find some bedding areas in there. I just haven't need another day or two to get up in there,
1: really explore it. Yeah. Do you, do you like uh target? So when you're worried about like you're focusing on elk, the beginning of September are you hitting hitting the north facing slopes hard or kind of what's your plan? Um, it for depends that area? it depends on where I have
2: to go. So in that spot that particular spot there um I know they're on the ones even I know they're on the southwest facing side but it's really rolly, like there's lots of draws so I'm yeah. gonna be looking for that greener thicker timber in those draws. Right. So I won't say north facing but yeah they, they're definitely they're cooler areas on that face. They're not getting exposed by the sun fully. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be hitting up. Um, Once I get up to the very top there, it does roll over and it's pretty ugly, nasty, steep shit dropping off the other side, which is definitely north, north facing. Yeah. North ish facing. And I'll be checking that out too, depending on what I find when I get up to the top. I know I'm going to find some bedding areas. I know I'm going to find some thick timber where they're going to be in.
1: They're gonna be up high. Yeah. I'm I'm near the, the top. Yeah. I'm I'm
2: almost at the top of that one there. I mean there's lots of mountains that are higher, but and this here also is is a relatively you know, I'm not driving two hours to get there. This is uh I can get off work early and I can still get a night hunt in. It yeah. Might take me a while to hike up there, but the opportunities there, that's kind of what I'm looking for to is
1: yeah, you know. Yeah, as I'm long not... as there's water nearby.
2: You got the water, you're golden. Yeah. Because yeah.
1: they need water. Running water is the best. And that's like like around that's kind of my plan is I'm gonna stick to the main rivers and the tributaries. And I'm just gonna work those. And I'm not gonna worry so much about north south facing slopes. I'm just gonna worry about water. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, especially for those first couple of days or the first couple of weeks. Well, August is just, like, we had the hottest June ever. July is looking like it's going to be a scorcher. August is probably going to be a scorcher. And, like, yeah, it's a little cooler up top. But, man, if it's still in the 30s up top, there's not going to be a lot of water left. So, no. Yeah, and they're definitely going to be sitting close to that stuff. Yeah. And I found, too, over the last, like, five years, a lot more wolves have moved into this area around here. And it seems like almost the elk are a little more comfortable being down low, closer to the farmer's fields and stuff. Because the farmers are complaining a hell of a lot more the last couple of years about the elk ravaging their fields and fences and stuff. So it's almost like they feel a little more comfortable around humans because the wolves are a little more shy around human presence. So I can see that for sure. Yeah,
2: it's like a, yeah, because in a lot yeah. of places you're just gonna have that more human presence that the wolves aren't gonna like. Yeah, yeah, because they're always out and about, and if the elk aren't getting shot at, they're gonna be like, "Well, we're not dying here," so yeah, I think yeah. we'll just stay here because the wolves. Well, and then there's down. water
1: down low too, and then as soon as they yeah. start going down low, they start seeing all this. They start getting into this feed, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, I don't have uh, 15 wolves nipping up my heels down here,"
0: because the farmers they don't
1: they. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much fed up with the wolves down there. They're all driving around with guns and loaded on their ATVs now and they're checking fence lines and stuff. Cause there's been some cattle. Oh yeah. Going missing. So. And that's how it was here too. Like
2: we still have quite a few. Um, but I think, I think the predators have done so much damage here on top of other factors, but they have done their numbers that the game numbers are so low now compared to what they used to. now I think they're pushing to the outside of their territories, which isn't right here because they, they're they're holding some pretty big territories, yeah, and i I think they've kind of cleaned out the fridge, so to speak, and now they got to go shopping somewhere else. So we haven't seen nearly as many or as much sign, yeah, but uh, I mean, I know they're still around, but, you're not getting as many people saying they're here. So it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of years here, if we get a little bounce back on a few of the populations, but
1: with we'll the ungulates, not the wolves. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is the, the wolves are going to eat. So um, yeah, they'll start eating only... those, pulling those young cattle out of there if they get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, they don't care. They're just trying to live. No, I don't think they can take down a those big, I don't know those fucking, those cattle are pretty Old big oh oh yeah, yeah. no Me they too. can yeah yeah down
2: uh west side actually just up from the archery shoot just we'll say maybe 20 clicks down yeah. one of the main grid roads um person had to call in one of the ranchers tell them there's a couple of wolves
1: chowing down on their oh uh, yeah yeah i cattle. guess if you get a good enough pack i'm just thinking man those you get a few you get a you get a good herd of cattle running around <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a lot of tonnage sitting there man and they just they don't stop they're so freaking big. Oh man, I'm surprised there's not more taken by grizzly
2: bears. To be honest with you, like the cattle,
1: yeah, or like anything. i really surprised, like because like even when they on their range land, yeah. You talk to some of them, like yeah, like now lately there's been a few going missing, but I mean we we have relatively low grizzly bear numbers down in the you know along the border of the hotter part, so. I mean, up at the higher elevations, you definitely you got uh, you got a your handful of grizzly bears, but down the down the lower part, I mean, you get a lot of cats and stuff. But I don't know yeah. what a hundred, I don't know what a hundred twenty pound cougar is going to do to a four thousand pound cow. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. they weigh, I don't know. They're freaking huge, the size yeah. of a car. So yeah,
2: be interesting. A little frustrating, though, I imagine for the farmers. Yeah, shoot first, ask questions
1: later. No doubt. How's your boots doing? Are they gonna hold up for another season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing good. I'm i threw my, I threw mine out. Did you? Yeah. Just I fucking you. had it with them. They were mm-hmm. bugging me when Ashley and I went on our on that uh bear hunt in the beginning of the month. I was yeah. wearing them. And like we we went out, so I was up there a day early, did some scouting, hiked around a bit, not a lot, put a couple miles on. Friday, same thing. Ashley came in, we maybe put, I don't know, not a lot three to maybe five miles tops and then saturday i mean we pushed it hard saturday where we were out for pretty much all day 17 hours and we did like 20 uh and then sunday did a little bit but man they were just killing my feet the top tongue part was hurting yeah. it and they just i took them on a couple other times and i just they just kept they, bugging me so i just i said fuck it i chucked them they
2: just started doing that lately though right
1: yeah like they you just weren't started dealing with that last year No, I never dealt with it last year. And so last year, but I didn't wear those boots last year. I wore them last spring. Okay. So I'm going to look them up right now and I'm going to let guys know. So if they're thinking like AKU love them, like they support the show, they, you know, but I mean, got to call a spade a spade here because they just sucked. I mean, I didn't put a lot of miles. I don't feel like I put a lot of miles on these boots. I mean, they're pretty; they're run pretty ragged. So those are the Super Alp NBK. I mean, they're nice; they got luck. But I think they're just too light duty. But like my other yeah. boots, I'm I'm running those other. Uh, now, do you have the same ones you gave me? Because the ones you gave me. Yeah, I do. Me. I have two pairs of those, but in the low cuff. I don't like the high cuff. Yeah, my okay. I like the high cuff for all the high freaking. Yeah, I need the ankle support. Yeah. And those, those ones i tough as nails. Yeah, I took those up north. I killed it. I've worn them all winter. But like, so September and most of October, I wear running shoes. I yeah. don't even wear boots. And so last year, I didn't wear those. I feel like I wore those boots for a little bit last spring, hunting in the spring, and maybe a bit doing some scouting. Okay. But I don't know. I just, I just don't feel like, I don't feel they're worth the, what are those four hundred and twenty-nine dollars that you buy? You're paying for. Them. So, yeah. Um, but the other boots are great. Like I love the other boots. The other boots are just like they look like I just took them out of the box and they're like they broke in easy, really comfortable. And that's how mine are. Took me yeah. a while to break them in, but they're broken in. Yeah. See, the suede and... ones took longer to break in than the full leather ones. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. And mine, mine look other than you know, bare blood and stuff
2: like that kind of soaked in and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they're they're awesome like yeah, you'd think that I just bought them this year to be honest with you yeah,
1: like, same with same with the ones I'm running. So yeah I just uh, I found, but I like
2: I think I'm gonna have to waterproof mine this year though um I, yeah, I think that's the one thing I never do. I never yeah, waterproof my boots. I usually don't until I feel they're starting to absorb too much water. Um, I, I find it heavy. Yeah. I just, I, I just find they eventually you're going to have to, it's going to lose whatever kind of membrane or whatever they have built into it. Yeah. And mine are just kind of looking like they're on the dry side, so to speak. And it's just like, I just feel like I need to get some, I usually use mink oil or something like that and it soaks in really good. And then it doesn't dry out even when I'm not using them in the winter. Yeah. Just sitting in the house. But I haven't done it yet. So, I mean, I've gone all, all season last year, all winter.
1: What are you going to use to
2: waterproof? from some of that bear fat? No, there wasn't much fat on my bear. Was there <laughs> any on yours? Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, man. Um, no, mine was... There's my... still. There's still lots of season left. Oh, yeah. No, my, <laughs> my
1: bear was actually really lean. It didn't have much at all.
2: Yeah. Like, at all.
1: Wasn't one of our guests talking about using bear fat as... For a waterproofing machine. I can't remember who that was, but yes, somebody did say yeah, that. That's why I brought thought, it up. That's a really good idea. Except that you're. The stink. The stink,
2: like when it well, warms up. That's right, because I said that my dog would be licking, it, like, would be nothing <laughs> yeah. left of it. My dog would be a chew, or my yeah. my dog would use
1: my boots as a chew toy. and it, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could get mad at her for that see i i never i don't think i've ever i think i waterproofed my crispy boots i had a long time ago but boots usually generally don't last me that long but i feel like with those aku boots i have i got two pairs of them the insulated ones yeah i feel like i probably should do it but like like i run runners most of the time and like the runners so i'm running those the aku runners i wore them last year i just ordered two pairs i was hoping they're going to be here for the archery shoot and i just um I looked today at the tracking. Yeah, they're not going to be. So I'm, I'm most Correct. likely going to be wearing sandals for the archery shoot. So, but that's not going to stop me. No. Um, what the fuck are those shoes called?
2: Yeah, so if you're thinking about it, I use mink oil. I've used it for the last couple of years. I've used a few different things. but So far, I found mink oil is the best. And uh,
1: you can pretty much get it at almost any shoe store. Yeah. I use the Rocket D F S GTX. I used those last year. Okay. Yeah. I I ordered just ordered two pairs. But they didn't that's the thing is when you're you're running against the when you're rugging them in the backcountry, they don't the sides kind of wear out yeah. and stuff. So that's fair enough. But they work good. They're really nice, quiet. And um our man from APE, yes, Alex. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's funny because this is the third time recording this podcast and we brought him up the last two times and I still can't (laughs) pronounce his last name. But he's got ape equipment. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Yeah.
2: I actually, so I got some gators from him. Yes. All custom made stuff. Um, I got them in just the other week. He sent them to me. And I've got some other gators from Scree. and the ones from Scree, they, they do what they're supposed to do. Um, they're just loud, like really loud. Uh, so I was hoping with these um, these APE ones, they're going to be quieter and man. it's just it's a whole nother level of, uh, of quality. Um, everything from the straps under your, or the strap under your boot, the adjustability of it, uh, all the velcro. The material that's being used uh the clips on the top top notch
1: yeah like top notch yeah so and- i've seen these obviously i've seen these on facebook and i've kind of chatted with a guy before about them but i actually had a set and what i really so right now i have i've run lots of i've run lots of gators before too and i'm running the um apex right now or the peak sorry and I don't like them; they suck. Like really high, like high quality, really thick, durable. I think, but the shackle at the top it hasn't worked from day one. I basically got to take it apart to get the oh. to, to get the gator off. The clip doesn't clip onto my boots; it's really small and fine, and it clips over. Yeah, and the strap underneath the saddle strap underneath the bottom is almost impossible to adjust once it's on your feet. Gotcha. So. The one's the thing I liked about these is they're not as like they're the material's not as thick and heavy duty as those that ones I was running but the strap is just a clip it's just a shackle. Velcro's good. The hook hooks underneath, oh man, and clips onto your lace which is nice and it's got a really wide boot strap to go underneath like a saddle strap um so yeah so he's making me a set a custom set lightweight material that he's just gonna try so he's trying this he's gonna I, I basically i'm a getting pig. he said so awesome well that's good yeah he's I, gonna yeah. make him for bow hunting because like when he, he first asked me he's like well what boots do you wear i said well well for what type of the season he's like well like elk hunting i said well i wear runners he basically asked me why i wear runners Runners are the way to go, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I actually wore them out, I tried them out in the field there on the weekend when I was doing my scouting. Um, didn't need to, but I did anyway because I wanted to see how loud they were going through the bush and everything. And and they're pretty damn good,
1: yeah. And they look sharp too, yeah. They do, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to get them on the show here when I get my set and get them test drive them. Yeah, we'll get them on. But So mine are going to be more for bow hunting. They're going to be really lightweight, not waterproof, quiet, just made out of some different material and um, made for more like the runner, flat foot runner. Because that's why I like the runner is because when you're trying to chase anything in September and you're trying to get within sub 60 yards, they can hear you in that grass. Like it's crunchy. It's loud. That's why I like runners. I mean, even a runner, I've been known to – drop the runner and go sock which sucks on your feet i couldn't do it i got pansy feet oh dude so do i like last year when i was stalking that mule deer at the beginning my feet took a beating by oh, the time yeah. when i got back to my runners my feet my socks were just red they were covered in blood i didn't know i didn't
2: exactly when you sent me the picture of that i honestly didn't know what i was looking at at first <laughs> yeah i it took them home to my like,
1: wife she's like what the fuck? I swear, it looked like a tampon. It went right <laughs> in the garbage. But yeah, they're they're hard on your feet, like those. You get those sharp. Oh, I and mean, yeah. you step on like a little cactus or a little, yeah, they rock. Yeah, it's nasty. But I mean, animals and animal, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. So and I've tried like I've tried socks, those socks that go over. I tried wool socks, really oh, yeah. large wool socks to go over your, your boots, and I find just a flat wearing runner with soft. With soft rubber on the bottom is the best. And those AKU yeah. boots, those AKU Dakotas I run, so far they're the best I've found. So I'm gonna keep wearing them. That's good. But with the gators, that's why I like to get wearing gators with them, is because when you're wearing a, a low like a shoe, you get a lot of shit in your in your in your shoe. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Cause like it doesn't, it doesn't come up underneath your pant leg. Doesn't have that protection, so it's nice to wear a gaiter with those. That keeps everything out of your shoe. That makes a lot of sense. It's going to be, be kind of tricky to slip them off. Maybe I'll have to talk to him. Like, if I have to slip these off, we got to come up with like a quick quick release system. Yeah, that'll be an
2: yeah because you're not gonna if it's velcro. You're 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 not gonna be able to.
1: No, so I'll have to talk to him about that.
2: Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, because it'll be be a little bit difficult to figure out how to keep them snug because you don't want them too, too loose on you either because they're too loose and you're going to get that friction. Well,
1: that's why, that's why he's we're we, he was talking about different material to make sure they're tighter. They're not going to be waterproof. They're going to be really quiet. They're going to fit tighter on my leg and just be smaller at the bottom because they're not going around a boot. Obviously they're going around a runner. Yeah. But I'll have to mention to him, Hey, like we do something here to, if I got to have like an SOS situation, shoes off, situation yeah which i've been known to do yeah it'll be interesting you're just so much quieter have you ever like when you're stalking in you're just so much quieter with your shoes off what i believe you but it wouldn't be with me because i'd be
2: like ouch ah, <laughs> fuck <laughs> ah. son of a bitch Ooh. Ah.
1: i'm just shooting from here <laughs> <laughs> fucking i'm shooting here yeah i don't care if it's 150 yards <laughs> back here <laughs> fuck you might make it now eh?
2: Oh man. Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited for him. I like trying out new stuff and yeah, you're going to only get an honest review because yeah, if I got to go home because of faulty equipment or it's not up to snuff, I'm not wearing it. Yeah. And to start not wearing it period. So I love it when people can give you something that kind of keeps you out there that much longer. Yeah. So
1: no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty stoked. Um. Yeah. So, but it's coming quick, man. Oh, I think it's it's under 2 months now. You know how many times like I think I feel like every time we talk, I look over the calendar it's on the wrong fucking month. What's going on? At least on? I, I just we talk about it and then I don't know, like it's not April. No. Nope. I, really <laughs> I wish it was April. I wish it was April. Yeah. And we talk about it every time. I keep looking at the fucking calendar. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I got to change it." I guess eventually, well, eventually they'll be right again. It might take a few years, but yeah, yeah. The other thing, you know, the other thing I forgot to tell you,
2: um, all this, uh, like just a little bit of training and stuff that you know you kind of got me on. Come the new year here and everything, even before then, um, when I did that hike, and we're talking some some steep ass shit, people. Like I basically went as far as Rocky Mountains shit. Yeah. I went as far as I could at the truck. And then I said, okay, where is everybody not going? Like, okay. There we go. Up we go. And man, I hardly felt anything. And, yeah. You, know, you weren't gassed. Know, you had ability. lots of energy. Yeah. All that's energy. good. Just took my time and yeah, it was just, and I noticed it like even halfway up. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not huffing and it, puffing too bad at all. And it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And Legs it's the good. consistency that does it. And it's funny. Cause like I get, a few messages on instagram and stuff and people are like well i'm kind of confused the training like you're not training you're not rucking you're not doing crossfit you're just like running riding the bike and lifting weights yes i do that but i also do a lot of other stuff too like i've got ongoing knee issues i've got hip issues i've got like i've i stretch a lot i stretch every day i spend probably half an hour stretching a day um i started doing these hip mobility exercises with uh my man Corey from foundation starting to help but it actually feels like it's getting worse but i'm gonna trust the process and just figure like that's you know what i mean it's like when you do bench press for the first time and it fucking hurts for a week until it actually slowly starts to get better i'm just gonna say i'm just trusting the process and figuring it's like that so because we went for a hike with uh Wardo put together that ruck for conservation. We did that last week, and it was it was only like twelve k there and up and down, like up five and a half or six, and then down. And my fucking hip was killing me. Really? Yeah. So I bet it'll
2: feel better after a while. Once you loosen stuff up, sometimes it kind of
1: you get. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna trust that he knows what he's doing because I sure the fuck don't. But anyway. It's a, it's just consistency, man. That's what it does. So like that's what I tell people. If you like if you like doing if you like rucking, then rock. If you like riding a bike, right. If you like swimming, then swim. If you like running, running. If you don't like doing any of that, then just walk. You know, do some push-ups every morning. Do a bit of stretching, do some put ups, push ups, but do it consistently throughout the year. You're gonna be a hell of a lot better than starting now or in two weeks from now and saying, Holy shit, I gotta get ready for elk season and throwing a bunch of weight in your pack and trying to go up and down the mountain three times a week it's not going to do like it's going to do you good don't get me wrong but you're going to be better off throughout the year if you just do something that you love to do and do it consistently and for me i like like i don't like riding the bike i do it but i like i like running i like lifting weights right i train the way i like it but i do it year round so like when i go for a hike up the mountain i i i can push Pretty hard up the mountain, but I p- also push myself. So when I get to the top, I'm not going to be gassed so I can still draw my bow back and not be like, <gasps> and have to worry about pin, like massive pin movement because I'm tired. And if you never do anything that you don't like, if it's always
2: stuff that you don't like doing, eventually you're going to stop doing it.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred
2: percent. You have to, you have to enjoy some aspect. Yeah, you have
1: to find what you love to like, not what you love to do. Because like, let's get real. Like, I would rather not do it i mean i enjoy doing it yeah but i'd rather do something. i'd rather go shoot my bow than go for a run but i know i can't just shoot my bow because i'm not going to get the same results yeah
0: and, and also for- when
1: you like doing something you push a little harder if you That's absolutely right. hate doing it and say okay i got to do 10 reps you're going to do 10 reps and stop but if you enjoy it you're gonna be like well i'm gonna do two more so that's the thing. That's the key is just finding something you love to do or not love. You just enjoy doing the most and just do it, but do it year round. And if you do it year round, you're going to find that maybe, you know, you're going to, you're going to get a little better at it. You like walking, you're going to walk, you're going to start walking uphill, you're going to start going for hikes. Maybe you'll start running. Maybe it'll lead to other things, but not only that, like you're going to be better off, like physical, physical activity helps your mental is great for your mental health. And like all of it leads to you living longer and the longer you live, the more you're going to hunt. So like, Absolutely. it's really a no brainer. And I don't want people to get hung up on the fact that like, I, I think a lot of people
2: think I need the newest and fanciest equipment to do all this stuff at home. I need, you know, like it's make do with what you have. I've, I've got a borrowed set of adjustable weights until Kevin brings out my new set. Um, They're not heavy enough for me, but, I do the best I can with what I have until you can improve on that. Uh, I posted a thing on Instagram the other day of, I haven't been, haven't literally have not been able to get out to the mountains and go for any hikes. So I wanted to do something slightly different than the leg exercises uh, that I have been able to do with the yeah. weights here. So I got my frame pack and I threw, well, I started at 50 and then the next time I went to 75 pounds, I just, gathered up a bunch of plates that I had and threw them in my backpack yeah. and I started, and if you don't kind of have plates, down my
1: stairs, throw a rock
2: in there, throw your yeah. kid in there. Oh yeah. Just do something like that. Like, and it's, 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 it, that's one of those things. It's not like I get home and it's like, Oh, I can't wait to do some stairs, but yeah. it's like, I enjoy doing all the other stuff and it's like, no, I need, I'm going, I'm going to do this thing here and there when I have that spare 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. Because I can't get out to the mountains. I don't have the time. So this is what I'm gonna do, and then I go out
1: uh scouting, and then it's like boom, don't even feel it. Yeah, it's like right for up. Sure. The mountain. And it, and if you don't want to do that, just damn like it just starts by getting outside. Go outside, yeah. or Like, just get outside, go play with your kids, go walk around the block if you don't have kids, or walk a mile, then walk two miles and then yeah, run a bit, or walk uphill, or like yeah, there's You're there's lots of ways more- in it. And like, yeah, you don't, like you said, you don't need, I mean, realistically, all you need is a pair of runners to get outside and that's all you need. You can do pushups. You can do sit-ups. There's tons of, there's tons of information now on just exercises you can do without weights. And it's funny, like I started doing all these weird, like not weird, but just like foreign exercises to me, like, um, you know, like side planks and all these other stuff that Corey has yeah. me doing and man, they, they fucking burn. You just oh, get yeah. into them, you start doing them, you're like, and you've never done them before. And you're like, they are hitting muscles that you didn't know you had and hitting, you know, muscles in a different way. And yeah. And they're zero. They're just like, there's no weight involved. And yeah. it's, yeah, they work really well. And
2: the nice thing about this day and age, you have the internet, you can find all that stuff on yeah. the internet. You know, like if you don't have weights, okay, look that up. What can I do to do this without weights? yeah it's crazy what's out there for just resistance and, and stuff
1: starting like is the hardest part like if you haven't if you haven't gotten into like i like i played i played competitive hockey so i started working out young but i didn't always like i didn't i did there was a time in my life in my adult life where i stopped working out and i just like my, i have a really physical job and like I, I worked 12 hours a day i didn't you know I took time off of working out and I had to get back into it. And like, you don't just all of a sudden go for a, you know, 30 kilometer run or, you know, lift a bunch of weight. You got to work your way into it. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm having a hard time right now with my knee. And like, I, I didn't run for a long time. Cause it was, I think August was the last time I run. and we got into the hunting season. I didn't want to bugger up my knee. And then I had my knee surgery in the end of December or the, sorry, the end of January. And then I kind of slowly worked my way back into it. And then I got to the point where I could finally start running. And then what I wanted to do was like, just like come hot out of the gate, right? Like the governor's off, like, let's fucking go, let's go, let's go. And then all of a sudden I realized, okay, uh, I'm 44 years old now. And it's not the fact like my cardiovascular is really good. Like even the other day, like we had Canada Day, I had a Canada Day barbecue, I had some beers. Went for a run. I felt great. My my cardiovascular is so much better than everything else. Like my my joints start to hurt in places that I didn't even know I had joints and like muscles. Like you have to work your way, Ben. That's the hardest thing for me is like trying to work mentally, know my limit of not what like I think I can do mentally, it's just like what my body's gonna allow me to do. Yeah. And like the body will do what you ask of it. Like your body can do a lot in terms of like. I think it's more though, like I don't feel like working out today. I'm just, but I have to work out today. Yeah. But it comes to a point where you're like, okay, well I'm running and I'm pushing it too hard now. Cause I remember I went on a run and it was over 30 kilometers and then I couldn't run. I couldn't do anything for a week because my fucking joints were so sore. I could barely walk. Like the next day I was like, Holy fuck. I could barely get out of bed. Right. Yeah. So that's been the hardest part for me. is just like knowing my limit and that, and like, as you get older, too, it's funny because like the older we get, we get more mentally strong, but our body isn't able to do what it could do when we we're twenty. Because I remember when you're twenty, fuck man, you could just do whatever you wanted, and it didn't seem to matter, right? But you're yeah. you didn't you weren't mentally you weren't mentally there yet. Like you didn't have the mental strength. that like you haven't been through enough. When you're a young man in life, you haven't been through enough hardship to build up that those, like the callus of having a mentally yeah. strong mind. So it's tricky, man. It's been tricky for me. I noticed the last, like I had this, I wanted to do that Fat Dog 120 and I've come to the realization that yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm just yeah. like, if if I do it, I probably won't be hunting this fall yeah, because I'm going to end worth up, it. yeah. So, Yeah, it's funny. It's how been a, a sl- your, your brain will
2: say, yes, I can. I can do that. And your yeah. body says, fuck, you can. <laughs> yeah, and well, and the thing anymore. is for me
1: is like, it doesn't hurt at the time I'm doing, I just block it out of my head. Like I'll just yeah. mentally, I'll just say, Hey, this, it starts to hurt. And then you just kind of like forget about ignore it, and then it goes away. Right. Yeah. But it's like the next day is when you realize like, Holy fuck, like, you know, your knee just swelled up four times the size of what it was yesterday. Yeah. Like, you know, something's wrong. So it's tricky, man. It's tough. It's definitely a fine line of like, you know, what the limit is. And even when like I could run, even when I could run, like I was running with my knee, but it wasn't on a consistent basis basis. It'd be like, I could go for a run, not a long, not a super long run, but then my knee would, would bug me. Cause I had all those cysts, those cysts that have built up. I could, I couldn't go for a run for like three or four days after. That's nice. So like, so, and then it was, you know, so it was like, maybe I'd go for a run three three times every two weeks. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like on a super consistent basis, but I do really enjoy running over doing the bike. I mean, I do do the bike just to keep my legs in shape and keep my cardiovascular up, but I definitely find like with my cardio, cardio is no problem at all. Like I can, I, I, I can run, I can, you know, bike. It's not a big deal. I, I'm not like winded panted and those, you know, obviously yeah. if you start pushing really hard and you, you do get it, but it's just, All the other shit that seems to be falling apart, that blue collar grind has definitely caught up with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's no doubt. But anybody just starting out
2: like doesn't matter what your age is, take it slow. Just I think the biggest thing is to mentally. Mentally prepare yourself that you're probably not going to see results immediately. Yeah, whatever your results might be. And don't start big. Don't be like, I need to lose 50 pounds. Be like, all right, I probably need to lose 50 pounds, but. My goal is five pounds. Yeah. And then you accomplish that goal of whatever, whether it's just moving, getting out and moving, just changing, just cutting back on the type of food you're eating. I'm not talking major diet changes. I don't believe in that. I believe in if, if you've got that sweet tooth and everything, start off by just cutting everything in half by a little bit. If you like mm-hmm. your glass of Pepsi or whatever it is, have half a glass. You still get your jam from it, you know? And then just with stuff like that and you're moving a little bit, you will start to lose weight. You'll start to feel better too, mentally as well. Oh yeah, for sure. And as soon as that happens, you're going to want to move a little bit more and then mm-hmm. a little bit more.
1: Um, but it's it's all those little steps. I, I well, always By cringe. doing that too, you build that little bit, you build that discipline of like, Absolutely. Okay, okay, you know what? I can, I like, for the longest time, I thought I needed that full can of Pepsi, but then yeah. I cut it down to half and then you can be like, well, you know what? probably don't need it at all like you start building it you start building your dis, you start creating discipline by you know sacrificing all these little things and like these little tiny things you're willing to give up and like the little harder the the harder something is the more discipline it makes but it's only hard seems hard at the beginning because then then you do it if you do it on a regular enough basis it's it's not hard anymore it's just habit
2: that's right and i think it's building up that knowing that you're able to say no to do I grab that cookie or do I grab that apple that's right there? You know, it's like, am I really hungry or am I just bored? I've been there. I'm just going to go yeah. snack on some stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think I'm down to 200 pounds now since I started exercising. And I was mm-hmm. probably at 213, 214. It's not a huge amount of weight because i also packed on muscle and it's noticeable, but I feel better. Yeah. Move more. I hurt less and I didn't have a goal weight. I always knew my body functioned really well at 200, yeah. but I didn't care. I was just like, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to make choices. I still eat junk food. Shit. I had a cinnamon bun today. It was so good, but Cinnabon, how, Cinnabon, <laughs> but how many healthy choices <laughs> i made before I had that treat. You know what I mean? Like, so lots of times like, no, I'm not going to go for any of the chips or this Saturday I'm going to grab banana, um, I'm bored. I'm not actually hungry. I'm just bored. I'm going to go do something. Yeah. I go do something and then it's like, oh yeah, see I wasn't hungry. I didn't need to have all that other food or junk food or whatever it was. Yeah. But when I want something, I go have it. I want a bloody pop, which I don't crave too often, but if I want one, I'm going to have one. And that's where having that discipline and learning just to be able to say no for 99% of the time, you can treat yourself and you won't oh, yeah. fall off the you won't fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, I can have that.
1: I earned it. Yeah. That's the hardest thing is to see results. Like, it's just so hard because you got to realistically for the first, you know, for the first while, first six months, you know, a lot of people, depending on how hard you're pushing and depending what you're doing for your job too, because a lot of people have different jobs. And if you have a physically active job, obviously it's going to help you a little bit more. But having said that, like, man, if I didn't stretch and, and, and work out and stuff, man, I would be a puddle. Like, I don't even want to think of how stiff I'd be all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes, it makes a big
2: difference. And I think just having that mental, it builds mental toughness. It makes you feel better. Your confidence level goes up. I don't care who you are because you feel better about yourself because
1: you're able to move. You're, you're, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everything, and you're going to live, you're going to live, you're going to live a little longer and you're going to live a little healthier. Like, yeah. uh, it, for the guys that are listening and they're sub 40, you don't start thinking about five years here. I mean, I never did. I was like, I, I did whatever I wanted. I, and would be like, fuck it. I'll deal with it then. But all of a sudden you start working your way on the opposite end of that, that, uh, that life ruler. You start thinking about the, that stuff. Oh, you're like, yeah. man, I I don't fuck, man. I don't want to, my last 20 years to be fucking where I got to walking around like a cane or, hunched right over, you know what I mean? I still want to be able to go, go hunting if I want to, or. And I don't know. want to be all
2: jacked up. I want to just have my body holding itself together, nice mm-hmm. and strong. You know, I'm, I'm not looking at getting to that absolute next level. Just where it's like, yeah, wake up every morning, smile on my face, roll out. Don't make yeah, too many old good. man sounds and yeah, feel good. You know,
1: it's, it's life-saving. Yeah, man. Look good. Feel good. Shoot good. That's the Cardinal rule. Okay, buddy. We'll uh, see you this weekend. You betcha. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into the Focus Hunting Podcast, coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. I want to take a quick sec and make a huge shout out and say thanks to the sponsors of this show, uh, starting with BC's premier archery shop, Hardcore Archery, located right here in Kelowna, British Columbia. Um, AKU Boots, they've uh, they have been supporting the show for a while now. Uh, both Pete and I, we've been running these boots for well over a year. You know, hunting in BC, we face probably the harshest backcountry environment in the world. We've got deserts, Rocky Mountain, extreme coastlines, you name it. Uh, and these are the only boots that have lasted me more than one hunting season. So, you know, they're definitely worth the investment. You owe it to your feet to uh, use AKU Boots. Uh, use promo code FOCUS and get 15% off right. Uh, they're probably going to cringe because I always pronounce the name wrong, but uh, it is what it is. Onyx Maps now available in Canada. Stay tuned guys, we've partnered up with Onyx and we're going to be getting you guys some more information on Onyx and their mapping system for Canada. Uh, for those of you in the US, who have already got access to it most likely been using the app. Pete and I got early access to this app and to be honest, it rocks. Um, but like I said, we're going to get you more information on that and we're going to be able to get you guys uh, a little bit of discount. Um, So lastly, if you guys could please leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening, we really appreciate the support. Love you guys. Until next time. Thanks.